Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs Podcast. Now that we are about a month or so past the new year, I know some of the excitement or motivation might have died down a little bit in your life, in your heart, in all of it. Or perhaps you set out to change way too much this new year and you're kind of feeling some signs of fatigue or possibly even burnout. No matter how you feel or what kind of goals, habits, or resolutions that you set, or even if you just decided to only reevaluate your priorities this new year, this episode is going to help you stay consistent throughout the year. Lindsay and I are going to share some of the tools and strategies that we use to stay as consistent as we can throughout the year. And we want to share this not because we're always consistent or that because we think we do things perfectly, because trust me, we don't, but it's because we really understand that the struggle that comes along with setting a new habit and reaching these new goals And we just really want to share what's worked with us in the past. Yes, I think we understand the value of consistency and it's something we strive for, even though we're definitely not perfect at it. Um, So one thing that I think is really important to talk about with consistency and what you should evaluate first before even having this goal of consistency is to know what your goals are for your business, whether those are the goals that you're working on for the year or the goals that you're working on for the quarter or a specific project that you have. But if you find that you're struggling with consistency, that would be the first question that I would ask is, okay, do you have very clearly defined goals? And then have you taken those big goals and broken them down to a place where they're small enough to actually be action steps, which sometimes is a process that takes a little bit of time, right? To have this goal and this dream and um, maybe even kind of a rough idea of how you're going to get there, but to actually go through the process of breaking it down into action steps that are small enough to take a bite at a time and to then actually be put into a scheduler or put into time blocking so that you're able to consistently make progress on something. Um, One of the things that I, and I know I talk about this planner all the time, you guys are probably sick of it, but something that was different in the Cultivate What Matters planner for this year that I, that helped kind of my brain in looking at different projects and goals and things that I'm working on is to kind of distinguish between what are habits that you're working on And then what are goals that are more like finish lines? And then what are the big dreams? Because I think that consistency looks different depending on what those different types of goals are. Like if you're, you know, trying to be consistent with social media, that might be a habit where you are trying to post in stories daily to just be on the app and you know, be giving Instagram what they want in order to show your things to more people. So that could be a daily habit that you're working on. Whereas a finish line is something that it might be. So an example would be like, if you want to sign 10 clients into your new program, that's not something that you're going to be working towards necessarily 12 months out of the year, but it has like a definite finish line. And then the action steps that are going to help you get there that you're going to need to be consistent with might not be you know, a daily habit like posting in stories, but those things could be different. And then a big dream might be something like, 
finishing and launching your online course where that's like something that's going to be needing to broken down into a lot of steps and have a lot of consistency in different areas. But it's this like big dream that you're going to be working on for a while. Um, So I think first of all, having just really clearly defined goals is important because that helps you to really flesh out and see then what the things are required in order for you to be consistent. Yeah, I think that that's such a hiccup that a lot of entrepreneurs get on is like they get this stumbling block where they don't define their goals and they don't break them down. So another thing, I think we've talked about this in the past is um, making sure you differentiate between a project and a goal and action steps. And you really have to like, if you need to build a new website, that's not necessarily your action step that's your main goal that's your big dream that Lindsay was talking about and then you would break that down of what do I need to do I need to create the content I need to get the images I need to get whatever you need on there and that would be your action steps and then this kind of leads perfectly I think into number two is after you have those action steps you need to plan your time you guys know (laughs) that I love using time blocking to schedule my days because Let's face it, without planning out your new habit, your goal, your action steps, there's a good chance they're going to get pushed off or you're going to forget about them or life's going to get too busy and you're going to be like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it next week. But scheduling with time blocking really enables you to know exactly what you need to get done that day, week and month. So what I time block for daily are my action steps. And then what I look at like monthly would be more of my goals, like which action steps do I need to do this week, this day, to get me to my main goal. And if you're not time blocking yet, maybe it's because it intimidates you or you believe that it's just like way too rigid for your life. And I really challenge you to question your mindset on this because I am not a natural born time blocker. I think that sometimes people think that productivity comes easily for me, but it actually doesn't. That's why I got so interested in it because I can be a squirrel. I love multiple things. I'm passionate about other stuff. I love like, you know, having a fluid day where I could just like be whimsical and not have any plans. Like that is actually my natural tendency is to not have that planning side. And that's why I did it. And I still allow for a lot of downtime in my schedule because I don't function well. If my calendar is, I can do it for a season, but if my calendar is too jam packed for too long and I don't have that like downtime to recharge, especially as an introvert, if I have too many times where I'm around too many people, it doesn't go well. And I think that people don't realize that doing time blocking, it actually gives you more flexibility because you can see what's important to you. You can make sure you have your priorities and you can look at your day and your week and seeing if it lines up with your values and with what are your priorities. So if you want to know more about time blocking, our second episode that we ever recorded, we talked about time blocking. Just show me some grace here though, because it was only episode two. I was a little rocky. You guys, I'm awkward. I don't love to talk all the time, but information was still fantastic. I promise. Yes. That was such a great episode. I love it when you talk about time blocking. (laughs) I'm like, teach me more. Um, Okay. So uh, number three that we've got here for how to be more consistent in the new year um, is to bring fun into your business or bring fun into the thing that you're trying to be more consistent with. And I honestly, this is the hardest for me. I am, that is like the last thing I think about. And as I was going through my new year planning in like every goal that I set, it 
asked, like my planner asked, how are you going to bring fun into this? And every time I got to it, I was like, oh, I have to think of another way to make something fun. Um, But I do think that that makes a really big difference, especially if you're struggling with consistency, right? Like why are you going to be consistent with something that you're not enjoying and you're not having fun with? Um, Not very many of us are just going to continually be driven by the grind. So I think that when you can find ways to incorporate fun, it just you know, it makes things so much easier. Um, So, you know, maybe that's getting a friend to join you on a project or something that you're working on. Or maybe for you, fun would be to set up rewards for milestones that you hit as kind of that dangling carrot where you know when you accomplish this certain task, there's something fun for you on the other side of that. Or maybe, you know, if you've got like a big project or something that you're kind of dragging your feet and dreading, maybe it's going to rent an Airbnb for a day or a weekend and creating a little getaway out of it. Like maybe there's some, you know, a city nearby you've been wanting to explore. And if you, you know, kind of pair that with this time that you need to set aside for your project, it might make that seem so much more fun. So do you have any other ideas, Ashlyn, for how to bring more fun into your business? I got to tell you, I struggle with this too. And I think all entrepreneurs, especially like solo entrepreneurs, you know, if you work from home too, it's so hard. But something that I've actually enjoyed that has made it fun and kind of like revived myself is signing up for certain like events or conferences or even a mastermind. Like if you're really struggling with not looking forward to going and working inside of your business, getting that support with somebody else and and try to make it a fun group, you know, don't make it all serious, but somebody that has like fits your personality or maybe doesn't fit your personality and they're super crazy and that just makes it more fun. Those things have helped me a lot in the past. Yeah, that's so true. And that I think for so many aspects of business is helpful that, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, investing in yourself, being open to mentorship. And it is often so fun to just be like, it's hard to anticipate the energy that you get from being around other people who are in that same frame of mind as you. But it really is just a way to weave in like a new, fresh energy. Mm -hmm. Totally. So the next one, I know Lindsay talks about this a lot. So when I was kind of like making my notes for this, I'm like, oh, Lindsay's going to have a lot to say on this. So I'm not going to have to write too much here. But don't have an all or nothing mindset. There are going to be times that you miss a workout or that you miss posting on social media or maybe you aren't able to time block every day. You know, there could be something that comes up in your family where it's a family emergency that you're not able to schedule for three days or you completely missed your schedule for three days. That doesn't mean that you have to write off your whole week of time blocking or your other workouts or if you could fit in a five minute workout or a 10 minute workout, Lindsay's gonna tell you to make sure you do that because when you do that and you still honor what you wanted to get done, you're going to feel so much better. There's going to be less guilt and less shame of you just forgetting about it for that week or for that whole day. What do you think, Lindsay? Yeah. I mean, so many people struggle with the all or nothing mindset and in different areas of their lives. And the way we combat that is by showing yourself. You have to show your brain that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You have to create that evidence. So when you feel yourself tempted to that you're being sucked into that mentality of like, oh, well, I didn't do it perfectly or I didn't do it as consistently or I didn't do it the way I said I was going to do it. Now I'll just wait for a Monday or the start of a new month or... So like Ashlyn said, maybe you're able to do it for half the time that you intended, or you just have to say, okay, I didn't do it yesterday, but I'm just going to start 
right back where I was and jump back in today. Every time you do that, every time you feel that temptation, like, oh, I'm, you know, I didn't do it perfectly, but you hold up that evidence to your brain. Like, look, it didn't have to be done perfectly. It didn't have to be the hour long workout. The 15 minute workout still provided benefits. You just have to, like, there literally is no way around it other than just repeatedly doing it, even though you don't feel like it. You feel like it's a waste because it wasn't perfect, but you just have to do it anyways. I love when I get little light bulbs in my head. I don't remember the book's name, but I had read a book, I want to say like four or five years ago about creating different neural pathways in your head and it's just so true like creating those different grooves like you feel like it's a mental block right away where you're like oh well I can't get in that 30 minutes so I'm not going to do it at all but then when you start doing the 15 minutes like it really changes the chemistry of your brain and it makes you just realize like I can still do it it doesn't have to be perfect and I can still feel good about it and I don't know I don't know I want to know the book's name <laughs> I'll find it I'm, on my bookshelf yeah I'm sure you'll think of it later <laughs> Um, yeah. And that, I mean, it just applies in so many different areas, I think. And, and just remembering too, that I think with all of this consistency stuff, I know that this wasn't necessarily a point that we wrote down today, but you can't expect that you're going to want to be consistent all the time. And if we are continually waiting to feel something before we act there, that's definitely I think something that will slip you up with your consistency. Like there are times you're like, I don't really want to do this, but I said I was going to do it. And the more that you practice that repetition, the easier it becomes to act even when you don't feel like it. Yeah. I would say for me, like maybe 65% of the time I feel like I want to be consistent, like motivated to be consistent. So you just have to weigh out what your priorities are. And if it's important to you and you want to achieve it, then you have to have discipline. And that's what it really boils down to. Agreed. Um, okay. So another point that we have, point number five, is to actually do fewer things. So if you're struggling with consistency, it might be because you have more on your plate than you're actually supposed to have. So we give you permission to not do it all. And I know we've talked about this in various ways on other podcast episodes, whether that is delegating, whether that is kind of reevaluating your priorities. Um, but the book, I know I've talked about it on the podcast too, Essentialism by Greg McCowan. Um, the you know, the main theme that came through from that book for me was wanting to do less but better. And so if you are feeling down about your lack of consistency, maybe you just, maybe there are too many things, your expectations are too high of yourself and you need to figure out, okay, what are the few things that you can do consistently and do them really well, rather than trying to do, you know, 10 things consistently and then waking up every day feeling like a failure. So maybe you need to, you know, look at your business and figure out what is your 80-20? What are the 20% of the things that you do that yield 80% of your results and then put your energy there and focus on consistency in those areas. And that's a process we're always working on as business owners, right? It's okay to to try something and to test it out and to observe the results and then change your actions because of it. You don't have to keep doing things just because everyone else is doing these things and everyone else thinks it's a, you know it's a good idea and it's okay to kind of always be refining and chipping away and just putting your energy and consistency in the things that actually make a difference for you and your business. And I would add there too, don't like, if you started something and maybe you made it like public and you were excited about it and you don't need to feel 
guilty if later on you realize this isn't to where my time is supposed to be spent and don't think about like, oh, what are other people going to think if I stop doing this project or if I decide to change it? Number one, most people aren't paying close enough attention. <laughs> I really believe Agreed. that they're not. <laughs> and <laughs> number two, like, I don't think anybody judges you for that. I've seen plenty of times where people have changed their path or their course and it's like, good, great for them because this is all a learning experience and we are going to make changes in our business and in our life. That's the only way we can grow. We have to test stuff out. So I think it's great when I see people who decide to go down a different path. Agreed. I agree. Okay. So I want to leave off with a little bit of motivation and an analogy and then a Bible verse. And the reason why I'm doing this is this isn't necessarily related to work. And I know we talk a lot about entrepreneurship on here and business, but really Lindsay and I want to make sure that we are well-rounded people, that we are balanced. And so this is where we're going to go right now. I feel like I'm going to give a motivational speech. I love it. <laughs> I'm here for it. So I recently heard this analogy, which which apparently went sort of viral a while ago. So I might be totally late to this party. And if you've all already heard this, whatever, I don't care. You're going to indulge me anyways, because I find this super helpful and exciting. It's a, such a great visual. So I don't remember it word for word, but I guess it was the CEO of Coca-Cola. Um, his last name's Dyson, but I cannot for the life of me remember his first name. But he was giving a commencement speech and he told the graduates that they needed to imagine their life as a juggling act. They had balls in the air they had five balls it was faith or spirit family friends work and i can't remember the other ball i told you i don't remember everything but they had all of these balls and their job was to keep them all up in the air but then he said that work is a rubber ball and if you drop that one that it's going to bounce back but to imagine that all of the other balls in your life are glass balls and if you drop them they are going to get scratched or scuffed or maybe even shatter and they might not be able to bounce back. And I found this so incredibly helpful because as entrepreneurs, we sometimes put so much, you know, thought into our business and so much, you know, of our worth into our business, which I think it's super important. Work is important too, but you can't drop the other important balls in your life. And there's going to be times in our life where we're going to have to drop a ball. We're going to have to eliminate or get rid of one or just let one go. But make sure it's not the things that are most important to you. So I thought that that was like so mind blowing when I heard that. I'm like, oh, have you heard this before? I haven't. It's, <laughs> such, it's such a good analogy. And I've, I've had to remind myself of that a lot over the last couple of years because I feel like there are definitely times I've dropped a lot of balls and I'm always kind of evaluating like, is this one that's going to bounce back? <laughs> Is it? Okay, we can let that one go. That's okay. It will bounce. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then the last thing I want to say is I just want to leave off with um, Proverbs 19.21. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. There's going to be times that God's going to call you to something different than you have planned. It's really important that you use discernment and prayer to confirm what God is telling you. Maybe you thought that the path you were on was exactly where you were supposed to be, but he decided to make you go left or make you go right or wherever. Just, I want you, whenever you have these big decisions of maybe changing a goal or letting go of a goal, not to feel like a failure and just to consult the Lord. And if he is saying that 
you are to do this in obedience. And even it's not going to always feel good. It's going to feel scary. It's not going to feel like, yes, this is the way I'm supposed to go. But you have that voice. You have the Holy Spirit telling you, then just follow that and don't worry about anything else. Agreed. I love it. Great way to close us out. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. We would really appreciate that. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you subscribe and take just 30 seconds out of your day to leave us a positive review. Come say hi over on Instagram at Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs, and you can find Lindsay at lindsay.lives.well and Ashlyn at Ashlyn Covison. 